Welcome to the Altrusian Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusian Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Book 4 People of boastful Asia and of Europe, hear how much, all too true, I am about, through a month many-toned, from my great hall to prophecy. No oracle am I of lying Phoebus, whom vain men called God, and further falsified by calling seer, but of the mighty God, whom hands of men formed not like speechless idols carved of stone, For he is not for his abode a stone most dumb and toothless to a temple drawn, of a mortal's a dishonor very sore. For he may not be seen from earth, nor measured by mortal eyes, nor formed by mortal hand. He, looking down at once on all, is seen, himself by no one. His are murky night, and day, and sun, and stars, and moon, and seas, with fish, and land, and rivers, and the month of spring's perennial creatures meant for life, and rains at once producing fruit of field, and tree, and vine, and oil. This god, a whip, struck through my heart within to make me tell truly to men what things now have befallen, and how much shall befall them yet again from the first generation to the eleventh. For he himself, by bringing them to pass, will prove all things. But do thou in all things, O people, to the sibyl give all ear who pours from hallowed mouth a truthful voice. Blessed of men shall they be on the earth, as many as shall love the mighty God, offering him praise before they drink and eat, trusting in piety. When they behold temples and altars, figures of dumb stones, stone images and statues made with hands, polluted with the blood of living things, and sacrifices of four-footed beasts, they will reject them all. And they will look to the great glory of one God, and not commit presumptuous murder, nor dispose of stolen gain, which things most horrid are, nor shameful longing for another's bed have they, nor vile and hateful lust of males. Their manner, piety, and character shall other men that love a shameless life not ever imitate. But mocking them with jest and joke like babes in senselessness, they'll falsely charge to them as many deeds blameful and wicked as they do themselves. For slow is the whole race of humankind to believe. But when judgment of the world and mortals comes, which God himself shall bring judging at once the impious and the pious, then indeed shall he send the ungodly back to lower darkness, and then they shall know how much impiety they wrought. But the pious shall still remain upon the fruitful land, God giving to them breath and life and grace. But these things all in the tenth generation shall come to pass, and now what things shall be from the first generation, those I'll tell. 
first over all mortals shall Assyrians rule, and for six generations hold the power of the world. From the time the God of heaven being wroth against the cities and all men, see with a bursting deluge covered earth. Them shall the Medes overpower, but on the throne for two generations only shall exult, in which times those events shall come to pass. Dark night shall come at the mid-hour of day, and from the heaven the stars and circling moon shall disappear, and earth in tumult shaken by a great earthquake shall throw many cities and works of men headlong, and from the deep they shall peer out the islands of the sea. But when the great Euphrates shall with blood be surging, then shall there be also set between the Medes and Persians dreadful strife in battle, and the Medes shall fall and fly neath Persian spears beyond the mighty water of Tigris. And the Persian power shall be greatest in all the world, and they shall have one generation of most prosperous rule. And there shall be as many evil deeds as men shall wish away, the din of war and murders and disputes and banishments and overthrow of towers and waste of cities, when Hellas, very glorious, shall sail over broad Hellespont and shall convey to Phrygia sorrow and to Asia doom. And unto Egypt, land of many furrows, shall sorry famine come, and barrenness shall during twenty circling years prevail, what time the Nile, corn nourisher, shall hide his dark waves somewhere underneath the earth. And there shall come from Asia a great king bearing a spear, with ships innumerable, and he shall walk the wet paths of the deep, and shall sail after he has cut the mount of lofty summit. Him, a fugitive from battle fearful, Asia shall receive. And Sicily, the wretched, shall a stream of powerful fire set all aflame, while Etna, her flame disgorges. And in the deep chasm down shall the mighty city Croton fall, and strife shall be in Hellas. They shall rage against each other, cast down many cities, and fighting make an end of many men. But equally balanced is the strife with both. But when the race of mortal men shall come to the tenth generation, also then upon the Persians shall a servile yoke and terror be. But when the Macedonians shall boast the scepter, there shall be for Thebes an evil conquest from behind, and Carians shall dwell in Tyre, and Tyrians be destroyed, and Babylon, great to see but small to fight, shall stand with walls that were in vain hopes built. In Bactria, Macedonians shall dwell. But those from Susa and from Bactria shall all into the land of Hellas flee. It shall take place among those yet to be, when silver eddying Paramus his banks overpouring to the sacred isle shall come, and Sibira shall fall in Sisychus, when, earth being shaken by earthquakes, cities fall, and sand shall hide all Samos under banks, and Delos visible no more, but things of Delos shall all be visible, and to Rhodes shall come evil last, but greatest. The Macedonian power shall not abide, but from the west a great Italian war shall flourish, under which the world shall bear a servile yoke, and the Italians serve. And thou, O wretched Corinth, thou shalt look some time upon thy conquest, and thy tower, O Carthage, shall press lowly on the ground. Wretched Laodicea, thee some time shall earthquake lay low, casting headlong down, but thou, a city firmly set, again shalt stand. O Lycia, Myra, 
beautiful, thee never shall the agitated earth set fast. But falling headlong down on earth shalt thou, in manner like an alien, pray to flee away into another land. When sometime the dark water of the sea with thunders and earthquakes shall stop the din of Patara for its impieties. Also for thee, Armenia, there remains a slavish fate, and there shall also come to Sulaima an evil blast of war from Italy, and God's great temple spoil. But when these, trusting folly, shall cast off their piety and murders consummate around the temple, then front Italy a mighty king shall like a runaway slave flee over the Euphrates stream unseen, unknown, who shall sometime dare loathsome guilt of matricide and many other things, having confidence in his most wicked hands, and many for the throne with blood, Rome's soil while he flees over Parthian land. And out of Syria shall come Rome's foremost man, who, having burned the temple of Sulaima, and having slaughtered many of the Jews, shall destruction on their great broad land, and then too an earthquake overthrow both Salamis and Paphos, when dark water shall dash over Cyprus, washed by many a wave. But when, from deep cleft of Italian land, fire shall come flashing forth in the broad heaven, and many cities burn, and men destroy, and much black ashes shall fill the great sky, and small drops like red earth shall fall from heaven. Then know the anger of the God of heaven, for that they without reason shall destroy the nation of the pious. And then strife, awakened of war, shall come to the west, shall also come to the fugitive of Rome, bearing a great spear, having marched across Euphrates with his many myriads. O wretched Antioch, they shall call thee no more a city, when around their spears, because of thy own follies, thou shalt fall. And then on Skiros shall a pestilence and dreadful battle-din destruction bring. Alas, alas, O wretched Cyprus, thee shall a broad wave of the sea cover, thee tossed on high by the whirling stormy winds. And into Asia there shall come great wealth, which Rome herself once, plundering, put away in her luxurious homes, and twice as much and more shall she to Asia render back and then there shall be an excess of war. And carrion cities by Meander's waters, girded with towers and very beautiful, shall by a bitter famine be destroyed, when the Meander his dark water hides. But when piety shall perish from mankind, and faith and right be hidden in the world, fickle and in unhallowed boldness living shall practice wanton violence and reckless deeds, and of the pious no one shall make account but even them all from thoughtlessness they utterly destroy in childish folly, in their violence, exulting and in blood holding their hands. Then know thou that God is no longer mild, but gnashing with fury and destroying all the race of men by conflagration great. Ah, miserable mortals, change these things, nor lead the mighty God to wrath extreme. Put giving up your swords and pointed knives and homicides and wanton violence. Wash your whole body in perennial streams, and lifting up your hands to heaven, seek pardon for former deeds and expiate with praise bitter impiety. And God will give repentance. He will not destroy, and wrath will he again restrain, if in your hearts ye all will practice honored piety. But if, ill-disposed, ye obey me not, 
but with a fondness for strange lack of sense, receive all these things with an evil ear. There shall be over all the world a fire, and greatest omen with sword and with trumpet at sunrise. The whole world shall hear the roar and mighty sound, and he shall burn all earth and destroy the whole race of men, and the cities and the rivers and the sea, all things he'll burn, and it shall be black dust. But when now all things shall have been reduced to dust and ashes, and God shall have calmed the fire unspeakable which he lit up, the bones and ashes of men God himself again will fashion, and he will again raise mortals up, even as they were before. And then shall be the judgment, at which God himself as judge shall judge the world again, and all who sinned with impious hearts, even them, shall he again hide under mounds of earth, dark Tartarus and Stygian Gehenna. But all who shall be pious shall again live on the earth, and shall inherit there the great immortal gods, unwasting bliss, God giving spirit life and joy to them, the pious, and they all shall see themselves beholding the sun's sweet and cheering light. O happy on the earth shall be that man. Book 5 But come now, hear of me the mournful time of sons of Latium. And first of all, after the kings of Egypt were destroyed, and the like earth had downwards borne them all, and after Pelus's townsmen, under whom the whole east and the rich west were cast down, whom Babylon dishonored and stretched out for Philip a dead body, not of Zeus of Ammon, not true things were prophesied, and after that one of the race and blood of King Assaracus, who came from Troy, even he who cleft the violence of fire, and after many lords, and after men to Ares dear, and after the young babes, the children of the beast that feeds on sheep, the very first lord shall be, who shall sum twice ten with the first letter of his name, in wars exceeding powerful shall be, and he shall have the initial sign of ten. And in like manner, after him to reign is one who has the alphabet's first letter. Before him, Thrace and Sicily shall crouch. Then Memphis, Memphis cast headlong to earth by reason of the cowardice of rulers, and of a woman unenslaved who falls upon the wave. And laws will he ordain for peoples, and put all things under him. But after a long time shall he transmit his power unto another, who shall have three hundred for his first initial sign, and of a river, the beloved name, and the Persians he shall rule, and Babylon. And then shall he smite Medeans with his spear. Then shall one rule, who has the initial sign of the number three, and then shall be a lord, who shall for first initial have twice ten, and he shall come to ocean's utmost water, and by Ausonia cleave the refluent tide. And one whose mark is fifty shall be lord, a dreadful serpent breathing grievous war, who sometimes stretching forth his hands shall make an end of his own race and stir all things, acting the athlete, driving chariots, putting to death and daring countless things. And he shall cleave the mountain of two seas and sprinkle it with gore, but out of sight 
shall also vanish the destructive man. Then, making himself equal unto God, shall he return, but God will prove him not. And after him shall three kings be destroyed by one another. Then a great destroyer of pious men shall come, whom seven times ten shall point out clearly. But from him a son, whom the first letter of three hundred proves, shall take the power. And after him shall be a ruler of the initial sign of four, a life destroyer. Then a reverend man of the number fifty, next succeeding him who has the first mark of the initial sign three hundred, shall a Celtic mountaineer into the strife of battle pressing on escape not fate unseemly, but shall be worn weary unto death. Him, foreign dust, but dust that of Nemea's flower has name, shall hide a corpse. And after him shall rule another man with silver helmet decked, and unto him shall be the name of a sea, and he shall be a man the best of all, and in all things discreet. And upon thee, thou best of all, above all, dark-haired one, and upon thy shoots shall be all these days. After him three shall rule, but the third one shall at a late time hold the royal power. Worn out am I, thrice miserable one, sister of Isis, to lay up in heart an evil message and an inspired song of oracles. First Manades shall dart around thy much-lamented temple's steps, and thou shalt be in evil hands that day, when the Nile sometime shall fill the whole land of Egypt, even to sixteen cubits deep. It shall wash all the land, and water it for mortals, and the pleasure of the land shall be still, and the glory of her face. Memphis, thou shalt over Egypt wail, for of old ruling mightily the land, thou shalt become poor, so that out of heaven the thunderer shall himself with great voice cry, O mighty Memphis, who didst boast of old over craven mortals greatly, thou shalt wail full of pain and all hapless, so that thou thyself shalt the eternal God perceive immortal in the clouds. Where among men is now thy mighty pride? Because thou didst against my God anointed children rave, and didst urge evil forward on good men, thou shalt for such things suffer penalty in some like manner. No more openly for thee shall there be right among the blessed. Fallen from the stars, thou shalt not rise to heaven. Now these things unto Egypt God bade me speak out for the last time, when men shall be utterly evil. But they labor hard, evil men, evil things awaiting, wrath of the immortal thunderer in heaven, worshiping stones and beasts instead of God, and also fearing many things besides which have no speech, nor mind, nor power to hear, which things it is not right for me to mention. Each one an idol, formed by mortal hands, of their own labors and presumptuous thoughts did men receive gods made of wood and stone and brass and gold and silver. Foolish too, without life and dumb, molten in the fire, they made them, vainly trusting such things. The Moise and Zeus are in sore distress and smitten in the hall of Heracles, and Zeus and Hermes, king. And as for thee, O Alexandria, famed nourisher of cities, war shall not leave, nor plague. For thy pride thou shalt pay as many things as thou before didst. Silent shalt thou be a long age, and the day of thy return. No more for thee shall flow luxurious drink. For there shall come a Persian on thy dale, and like hail shall he all the land destroy. 
and artful men with blood and corpses. By sacred altars one of barbarous mind, strong, full of blood and raging senselessly, with countless numbers rushing to destruction. And then shalt thou, in cities very rich, be very weary. Falling on the earth, all Asia shall wail on account of gifts, crowning her head, with which she was by thee delighted. But as he himself obtained the Persian land by lot, he shall make war, and killing every man destroy all life, so that there shall remain for wretched mortals a third part. But with nimble leap shall he himself speed from the west, and all the land besiege and waste. But when he shall possess the height of power and odious reverence, he shall come, wishing to destroy the city even of the blessed. And a certain king sent forth from God against him shall destroy all mighty kings and bravest men, and thus shall judgment by the immortal come to men. Alas, alas for thee, unhappy heart! Why dost thou move me to declare these things, the painful rule of Egypt over many? Go to the east, to the races of the Persians, who lack in understanding, and show them that which is now and that which is to be. The river of Euphrates shall bring on a deluge, and it shall destroy the Persians, Iberians, and Babylonians, and the Mesagite that relish war and trust in bows. All Asia, fire ablaze, shall rise to the isles, beam brightly. Pergamos, reverend of old, shall perish from its base, and Pitane among men shall appear all desolate. All Lesbos shall sink deep into the deep, and thus shall be destroyed. Smyrna, whirled down her cliffs, shall wail aloud. She that was once revered and given a name shall perish utterly. Bithynians shall over their own country, then reduced to ashes, wail, and over great Syria and over Phoenicia, that bass many tribes. Alas, alas for thee, O Lycia! How many evils does the sea contrive against thee, mounting up of its own will upon the painful land? And it shall dash with evil earthquake, and with bitter streams on the rough Lycian land that once breathed perfume. And there shall be for Phrygia fearful wrath, because of sorrow for which Rhea came, mother of Zeus, and there continued long. The sea shall overthrow the centaur race, and barbarous nation, and beneath the earth shall tear away the Lepathian land. The river of deep eddies and deep flow, Peneus, shall destroy Thessalian land, snatching men from the earth. Eridanus, pretending once to bear the forms of beasts, Hellas, thrice wretched, shall the poets weep, when one from Italy shall smite the neck of the Isthmus, mighty king of mighty Rome, a man made equal to God, whom, they say, Zeus himself and the august Hera bore, he, courting by his voice all musical applause for his sweet songs, shall put to death with his own wretched mother many men. From Babylon shall flee the fearful Lord, and shameless whom all mortals and best men abhor. For he slew many and laid hands upon the womb, against his wives he sinned, and of men stained with blood he had been formed. And he shall come to monarchs of the Medes and Persians, first whom he loved, and to whom he brought renown, while with those wicked men he lurked against the nation not desired, and on the temple made by God he seized, and citizens and people going in, of whom I justly sang the praise, he burned. For when this man appeared, the whole creation was shaken, and kings perished, and yet power remained among them, and they quite destroyed the mighty city and the righteous people. 
but when the fourth year, a great star shall shine, which alone shall the whole earth overpower because of honor, which was first assigned to Lord Poseidon. Then a great star shall come from heaven into the dreadful sea and burn the vast deep, and Babylon itself, and the land of Italy, because of which there perished many holy, faithful men among the Hebrews and a people true. Thou shalt be among evil mortals made to suffer evils, but thou shalt remain all desolate, whole ages by thyself, hating thy soil. For thou didst have desire for sorcery, adulteries were with thee, and lawless, carnal intercourse with boys. Thou evil city, womanish, unjust, ill-fated above all. Alas, alas, thou city of the Latin land, unclean in all things. Maned, having joy in snakes, over thy banks a widow shalt thou sit, and the river Tiber shall lament for thee. His consort thee, who hast a blood-stained heart and impious soul. Didst thou not understand what God can do, and what he doth devise? But thou saidest, I am alone, and me no one shall sack. But now shall God, whoever is, thee and all thine destroy, and in that land no longer shall thy ensign yet remain, as of old when the mighty God received thy honors. Stay, O lawless one, alone, and mixed with burning fire inhabit thou in Hades the Tartarian lawless land. And now again, O Egypt, I bewail thy blind delusion. Memphis, first in toils, thou shalt be filled up with the dead. In thee the pyramids shall speak a ruthless sound. O Python, who is justly called of old the double city, be for ages silent, so that thou mayest cease from wickedness. Reckless in evils, treasury of toils, much wailing, maned, suffering, dire ills, much weeping, thou a widow shalt remain through all time. Thou didst full of years become while thou alone wast ruling over the world. But when the white dress Berea round herself shall put on over that which is defiled, would that I neither were nor had been born. O Thebes, where is thy great strength? A fierce man shall slay the people. But thou, wretched one, grasping thy dusky dress, shalt wail alone and thou shalt make atonement for all things which thou aforetime with a shameless soul didst perpetrate. They also shall behold a mourning on account of lawless deeds. And a mighty man of the Ethiopians shall overthrow Syene. By their might shall swarthy Indians occupy Teucera. Pentapolis, a man of mighty strength, shall burn thee whole. All tearful Libya, who shall explain thy follies? and serene of mortals who shall pitiably weep for thee. Thou shalt not even till the time of thy destruction cease thy hateful wail. Among the Britons and among the Gauls, rich in gold, ocean shall be roaring loud, filled with much blood, for evil things did they unto God's children, when a king of the Sidonians, a Phoenician, led a mighty Gallic host from Syria. And he shall slaughter thee, thyself, Ravenna and unto slaughter shall he lead the way. O Indians and great-hearted Ethiops, together fear, for when these the course of Capricorn and Taurus and the twins shall wind about the middle of the heaven, Virgo then rising, and about his front fastening a belt, the sun shall lead all heaven. There shall be moving downwards to the earth, a mighty conflagration high in air, and a new nature in the warlike stars, 
so that the whole land of the Ethiops shall perish in the midst of fire and groans. And weep thou, Corinth, the destruction sad which is ill thee. For when, with pliant threads, the fates three sisters spinning shall aloft lead him who flees by guile against the voice of the Isthmus, until all shall look at him who once cut out the rock with ductile brass, he also shall destroy and smite thy land as it hath been appointed. For to him God gave strength to accomplish that which could no earlier of all the kings together, and first with sickle cleaving off the roots from three heads, he shall give food in excess to others, so that kings unclean shall eat the flesh of parents. For unto all men slaughter and terrors are laid up in store because of the great city, and just people saved through all time, whom providence held high. O thou unstable one, and ill-advised, by evil fate surrounded, for mankind both a beginning and great end of toil, of suffering creation, and of part restored again, thou leader insolent of evils, and for men a great curse, who of mortals wished for thee? Who has not been embittered from within? Cast down ill, be a king his honored life lost. Evilly hast thou disposed all things, and washed away all that is fair, and by thee have changed the world's fair folds. In strife with us, perhaps, thou hast brought forward these unstable things. And how dost thou say, I will thee persuade? And, if in anything thou blame me, speak. There was once among men the sun's bright light, the prophet's common ray being spread abroad. Speech dripping honey, fair drink for all men, appeared and grew, and day arose and all. Because of this, thou narrow-minded one, leader of greatest evils, both a sword and grief shall come in that day. For mankind, both a beginning and great end of toil, of suffering creation, and of part restored again, hear, O thou curse of men, the bitter oracle intolerable. But when the Persian land shall keep away from war and plague and groaning, in that day a race divine of blessed heavenly Jews shall offer prayer who shall dwell round about God's city in mid-portions of the land, and even as far as Joppa, building round a great wall, they shall carry it aloft unto the gloomy clouds. No more shall trumpet sound battle din, nor by a foe's mad hands shall they be cut off, but they shall set up their trophies for an age of evil men, and one shall come again from heaven, a man preeminent, whose hands on fruitful tree, by far the noblest of the Hebrews stretched, who at one time did make the sun stand still when he spoke with fair word and holy lips, no longer vex thy soul within thy breast by reason of the sword, rich child of God, flower longed for by him only, goodly light and noble branch, a scion much beloved, pleasant Judea, city beautiful inspired by hymns. No more shall unclean foot of Greeks keep revel round about thy land, who held within their breast a lawless mind. But thee shall glorious children honor much, and be expert in songs and holy tongues, with sacrifices of all kinds and prayers honored of God. All who endure the toils of small affliction and the just shall have more that is altogether beautiful. But the wicked, who to heaven sent lawless speech, shall cease their speaking one against another, and hide themselves until the world be changed. And there shall be a rain of gleaming fire from the clouds, and no more shall mortals reap the fair corn from the earth, and all things unsown 
and unplowed until mortal men shall know the Lord of all things, the immortal God always existing, and no more revere mortal things, neither dogs nor vultures' nests, and what things Egypt taught to magnify with dumb months and dull lips, but all these things the holy land of the only pious men shall bring forth, from the honey-dripping rock a stream, and from a spring ambrosial milk shall flow for all the just. For in one God, one Father, who alone is glorious, having great piety and faith they hoped. But why does the wise mind grant me these things? And now thee, wretched Asia, piteously I mourn, and the race of Ionians and Carians and Lydians rich in gold. Alas, alas for thee, O Sardis, and alas for Trellis, much beloved, alas, alas, Laodicea, city beautiful, thus shalt thou be by earthquakes overthrown and ruined, and be also changed to dust. And to Asia gloomy, Artemis's temple fixed at Ephesus, by chasms and earthquakes come headlong down, sometime into the dreadful sea, as storms overwhelm ships, and upturned Ephesus shall wail aloud, lament beside her banks, and for her temple search, which is no more. And then incensed shall God the imperishable, who dwells on high, hurl thunderbolts from heaven down on the head of him that is impure, and in the place of winter there shall be in that day summer, and to mortal men shall then be great woe, for the thunderer shall utterly destroy all shameless men, and with his thunders and with lightning flames and blazing thunderbolts men of ill will, and thus shall he destroy the impious ones, so that there shall remain upon the earth dead bodies more in number than the sand. For Smyrna also, weeping her Lysurgis, shall come unto the gates of Ephesus, and she herself shall perish even more. And foolish Sime, with her inspired streams cast down by hands of godless men unjust and lawless, shall to heaven not so much as a word utter, but she shall remain dead in Simean streams. And then shall they together weep, awaiting evil things. Sime's rough populace and shameless tribe, having a sign, shall know for what they toiled. And then, when they shall have bewailed their land, reduced to ashes by Eridanus, shall Lesbos be forever overthrown. Alas, Corsera, beautiful city, alas for thee, cease from thy revelry. Thou also, Heropolis, sole land with riches mixed, what thou hast longed to have, thou shalt have, even a land of many tears, since thou wast angry towards a land besides Thermodon's streams, rock-clinging Tripolis, beside the waters of Meander, thee shall by the nightly surges under shore God's wrath and foresight utterly destroy. Take me not, willing, to the neighboring land of Phoebus. Sometime shall a thunderbolt, dainty Miletus, from above destroy, because she seized on Phoebus's crafty song and the wise care and prudent plan of men. Father of all, be gracious to the land of Judah, well-fed, fruit abounding, great, in order that thy judgments we may see. For thou, O God, in kindness didst regard this land first, that it might appear to be thy gracious gift unto all mortal men, and to hold fast what God put in their charge. The works thrice wretched of the Thracians I yearn to see, and wall between two seas trailed in the dust along beneath the mist, even like a river for the swimming fish. O wretched Hellespunt, some time a child of the Assyrians shall throw a yoke across thee, battle of the Thracians comes, and shall despoil thy strength. 
and there shall rule over the land of Macedonia a king of Egypt, and a barbarous clime shall waste the strength of captains, Lydians and the Galatians, and Pamphylians with the Pisidians, all equipped for war, shall in a mass bring evil strife to pass. Thrice wretched Italy, then shalt remain all desolate, unwept in blooming land, by deadly sting to perish utterly. And sometime, high in the broad heaven above, like thunder roaring, shall God's voice be heard, and the unwasting flames of the sun himself shall be no more, nor shall the brilliant light of the moon again be in the latest time, when God shall be the ruler. And dark gloom shall be over all the earth, and blinded men and evil beasts and woe. That day shall be a long time, so that men shall see that God himself is Lord, the overseer of all, in front of heaven. And then will he himself not pity hostile men, who sacrifice their herds of lambs and sheep and calves and goats, and bellowing golden-horned bulls, offering them to lifeless Herme and to gods of stone. But let the law of wisdom be your guide, and the glory of the righteous, lest sometime the imperishable God, incensed, destroy each race of men and shameless tribe of life, it doth behoove them faithfully to love the Father, the wise God, whoever is. In the last time, at the turning of the moon, there shall be raging through the world a war, and carried on with cunning and in guile, and from the limits of the earth shall come fleeing and pondering sharp things in his mind, a matricidal man, who every land shall overpower and over all things rule and see all things more wisely than all men, and that for whose sake he himself was slain shall he seize forthwith. And he shall destroy many men and great tyrants and shall burn all of them as none other ever did, and he shall raise up them that are afraid for emulation's sake. And from the west much war shall come to men, and blood shall flow downhill till it becomes deep eddying streams. And in the plains of Macedonia shall wrath distill and give help from the west, but to the king destruction. And a wind of winter then shall blow upon the earth, and the plain be filled with evil war again. For fire shall rain down from the heavenly plains on mortals, and therewith blood, water, flash of lightning, murky darkness, night in heaven, and waste in war, and over the slaughter mist. And these together shall destroy all kings and noblest men. Thus shall be made to cease then the destruction pitiable of war. And no more shall one fight with swords or iron, or even darts, which things shall not again be lawful. But wise people shall have peace, who were left, having made proof of wickedness, that they might at the last be filled with joy. Ye matricides, leave off your impudence and evil-working boldness, who of old provided lawlessly lewd couch with boys, and placed as harlots maidens pure before in brothels by assault and punishment, and by much laboring indecency. For in thee, mother with her child, did hold unlawful intercourse, and daughter was with her own father wedded as a bride. And in thee, kings, have their ill-fated mouth polluted, and in thee have wicked men found couch with cattle. Be in silence hushed, thou wicked city, all bewailed, possessed of revelry. For by thee, virgin maids shall care no longer for the fire divine of sacred wood, that fondly nourisheth. Before thee was a much-loved house of old, extinguished, when I saw the second house cast headlong down and overwhelmed with fire by an unholy hand, house ever flourishing, 
God's watchful temple brought forth of his saints, and being always indestructible by the soul hoped for and the body itself. For not without the rites of burial shall one praise God out of the unseen earth, nor did wise workmen make a stone by them, nor had he fear of gold, cheat of the world and of souls. But the mighty Father, God, of all things God inspired, did he revere with holy offerings and fair hecatombs. But now an unseen and unholy king with multitude great and with men renowned rose into power and cast his dwelling down and let it go unbuilt. But he himself, when he set foot on the immortal land, destroyed the ground. And such a sign no more was wrought upon men, so that it appeared that others the great city should destroy. For there came from the heavenly plains a man, one blessed, with a scepter in his hand, which God gave him. And he ruled all things well, and unto all the good did he restore the riches which the earlier men had seized. And many cities with much fire he took from their foundations, and he set on fire the towns of mortals who before did evil, and he did make that city, which God loved, more radiant than stars and sun and moon. And he set order, and a holy house incarnate made, pure, very fair, and formed in many stades a great and boundless tower touching the clouds themselves and seen by all, so that all holy and righteous men might see the glory of the eternal God, a sight that has been longed for. Rising sun and setting day hymned forth the praise of God. For there are then no longer fearful things for wretched mortals, nor adulteries and lawless love of boys, nor homicide, nor tumult, but a righteous strife in all. It is the last time of the saints when God accomplisheth these things, high thunderer, founder of temple most magnificent. Alas, alas for thee, O Babylon, for golden throne and golden sandal famed, kingdom of many years and of the world, sole ruler, who was great in olden time and city of all cities, thou no more shalt lie in golden mountains and by streams of the Euphrates. Thou shalt be laid low by rout of earthquake. But the Parthians dire caused thee to stiffer all things. Hold thou fast thy unknown speech, impure Chaldean race. Ask not, nor be concerned, how thou shalt lead the Persians, or how thou shalt rule the Medes. For on account of thy supremacy, which thou hadst, sending hostages to Rome and serving Asia, thou that formerly didst also think thyself a queen, shalt come unto the judgment of antagonists, because of whom thou hast suffered baneful things. And thou shalt give, instead of crooked words, bitter vexation to the enemies. And in the last time shall the sea be dry, and ships no longer sail to Italy. And Asia, the great then, all hapless, shall be water, and then Crete shall be a plain. And Cyprus shall endure great misery, and Paphos shall bewail a dreadful fate, so that even Salamis, great city, shall be seen to undergo great misery. And now the dry land shall be fruitless sand upon the shore. And locusts, not a few, shall utterly destroy the Cyprian land. Look at Tyre, doomed mortals, ye shall weep. Phoenicia, dreadful wrath remains for thee, until thou to a worthless ruin fall, so that even sirens truly may lament. In the fifth generation, when the ruin of Egypt has ceased, it shall come to pass that shameless kings shall be together joined, and the races of Pamphylians shall encamp in Egypt, and in Macedonia, and in Asia, and among the Libyans, shall in the dust be a world-maddening war, 
exceeding bloody, which the King of Rome and rulers of the West shall make to cease. When wintry storms shall drop down like the snow, while frozen our great river and vast lakes, forthwith a barbarous race shall make their way into the Asian land, and shall destroy the race of dreadful Thracians, hard to quell. And then shall mortals feeding lawlessly devour their parents, being by hunger worn, and shall gulp down the entrails, and wild beasts shall devour from all houses table food, and they and birds all mortals shall devour. The ocean with dead bodies shall be filled from the river, and be red with flesh and blood of the foolish ones. Then thus a feebleness shall be on earth, so that of men the number may be seen and the measure of the women, and the dire race shall wail for myriad things at last when the sun sets to rise no more, but to remain submerged in ocean's waves. For it beheld the wickedness unclean of many mortals, and a moonless night shall be a fame around the mighty heaven, and no small mist shall hide the world's ravines a second time. Then afterwards God's light shall guide the good men, who sang praise to God. Isis, thrice wretched goddess, thou alone shalt on the waters of the Nile remain, a maenad out of order on the sands of Acheron, and no longer shall remain remembrance of thee over all the earth. And also thou, Serapis, who art placed on many glistening stones, a ruin vast shalt thou in thrice unhappy Egypt lie. But those whom love of Egypt led to thee shall all lament thee badly. But who put imperishable reason in their breast, and who praised God, shall know thee to be naught. And sometimes shall a linen-vested man, a priest, say, Come, let us raise up of God a beautiful true temple. Come, let us the fearful law of our forefathers change, because of which they did not understand that they were unto gods of stone and clay, making processions and religions rites. Let us turn our souls, giving praise to God, the imperishable, who himself is Father, the everlasting one, the Lord of all, the true one, the King, life-sustaining Father, the mighty God existing evermore. And then shall there a great pure temple be in Egypt, and the people made by God shall into their sacrifices bring and to them God shall give life incorrupt. But when the Ethiopians, forsaking the shameless tribes of the Tribalians, shall cultivate their Egypt, they will then begin their baseness, that the later things may all occur. For they shall overthrow the mighty temple of the Egyptian land, and God shall rain down on the earth dire wrath among them, so that all the wicked ones, and all without sense, perish. And no more shall there be any sparing in that land, because they did not keep that which God gave. I saw the threatening of the shining sun among the stars, and in the lightning flash the dire wrath of the moon. The stars travailed with battle, and God gave them up to light, for long fire flames rebelled against the sun. Lucifer, treading upon Leo's back, began the fight, and the moon's double horn changed its shape. Capricorn smote Taurus's neck, and Taurus took away from Capricorn returning day. Orion would no more abide his yoke. The lot of Gemini did Virgo change in Aries. No more shone the Pleiades. Draco disavowed his zone. Down into Leo's girdle, Pisces went. Cancer remained not, for he feared Orion. Scorpio, down on dire Leo, backwards moved. And from the sun's flame, Sirius slipped away. And the strength of the mighty shining one, Aquarius, kindled. Uranus himself was roused until he shook the warring ones, 
and being incensed, he hurled them down on earth. Then swiftly smitten down upon the baths of ocean, they set all the earth on fire, and the high heaven remained without a star. Book 6 The great son of the immortal famed in song, I from the heart proclaim, to whom a throne, to be held fast, the most father gave heir. He was brought forth. Then he was raised up according to flesh given, washed at the mouth of the river Jordan, which goes rushing on, trailing its gleaming billows. From the fire escaping, he first shall see God's sweet spirit descending with the wings of a white dove, and a pure flower shall bloom, and springs be full. And he shall show the ways to men, and show the heavenly paths, and teach all with wise, and he shall come for judgment and persuade a disobedient people while he boasts, descent praiseworthy from a heavenly sire. Billows shall he tread, sickness of mankind shall he destroy, he shall raise up the dead, and many sufferings shall he drive away. And from one scrip shall be men's fill of bread, when the house of David shall bring forth a child, and in his hand the whole world, earth, heaven, sea. And he shall flash upon the earth, as once the two begotten from each other's ribs saw human form appearing. It shall be when earth shall be glad in the hope of child. But for thee only, Sodomitic land, are evil woes laid up. For thou thyself, ill-disposed, didst not apprehend thy God who mocks at mortal schemes, but from a thorn didst crown him with a crown, and fearful gall didst mingle unto insolence and spirit. This shall bring evil woes about for thee. O oh, the wood, O oh, so blessed upon which God was outstretched! The earth shall not have thee, but thou shalt look upon a heavenly house, when thou, O God, shalt flash thine eye of fire. <laughs>